Come, sit, stare, and listen. For in every game, there is a story to be told. These are some of those stories. Welcome, fellow travelers, to the Gaia Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller Podcast. We are your guides, Scully and Jameson. Roll for initiative as we tell TTRPG stories to Electric Boogaloo. So yeah, this week we're uh, we're going to be doing some stories, and I'm going to go all the way back. I'm going to make us feel real old. I mean, real quick. You are pretty ancient. I am. If I were a dragon, I would be an ancient red dragon. I'd be an ancient brass dragon, dragon. so I can't it's, really say you anything. You can't really say anything. We're just two bitter ancient dragons telling stories. I'm not quite to the gold dragon level yet. No, not... Is that the most powerful dragon? My opinion it is. I think so, because they can transform into a human, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say that a, a gold dragon is most definitely the, the antithesis of a ancient dragon. So we're going to go all the way back to 1998. So old. So old. I was 14. 14. So I had just started playing. Uh, I got my first set of dice from somebody else. So I didn't even buy my own set of dice. They were given to me. I isn't, still have my... Isn't that the way most people get like their first set of dice? I don't know. I, I know. A lot of people these days, I think, just go out and buy some. Say mine were given to me. Were yours given to you? Yeah, because you gave us to gave us all dice. Oh, I did. That's right. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Well, yeah, so maybe it is. It's almost like, you know, write a passage. Here, have these dice. Now play. So I'm going to blame you for my mass amount of dice that I have. That's perfectly fine. I think we all have a bad dice addiction in this house. Pretty sure. Yep. So I, when I started uh, in 98, our first campaign was based off of just everything that was in pop culture at the time. So we, yeah, point. So they were like, well, hey, do you want a DM? I was like, I've never done it before. I've only played. I was like, I'll give it a try. So I made a, <laughs> I made a campaign that included John Carpenter's Vampires, Blade, Monty Python and Quest for the Holy Grail, the Sun from the Teletubbies show, and giant kaiju uh, monsters like crab people. Crab people. Crab. So our first campaign I ran, if I, I can't really remember the specifics offhand, but I do remember this is pre-Strahd. So it was a vampire campaign where there was apparently a vampire that had been terrorizing villages across the land, uh, and we had to go and find the uh, the issue or, or the what was going on. Uh, but I had to throw them up against uh, a castle with rude French knights, a la your... Your father, mother was a hamster. Your father smelt of elderberries. That launched cows. I mean, at that point, why not? They also battled a 10-foot-tall crab monster. Uh, That's pretty standard for our playgroup. That's pretty standard for our playgroup, and that's probably why I do it now. Uh, They also had to battle the sun, which also had a baby face, a la the Teletubbies. Okay, I'm sorry. That's just a weird Lovecraftian nightmare waiting to happen. And I was 14 coming up with this. <laughs> so just, just saying something for later on in my DM career. 
every map was hand-drawn. So every week I would hand-draw maps for villages and battles. Like we didn't have, I didn't know about battle maps or we didn't have any kind of, <laughs> we didn't have any kind of minis back then. Nothing. It was, I took out like crayons and like colored pencils and figured out how to draw villages. It was, it was a comic nightmare. And that went on for, oh, geez, uh, up until middle of high school, that campaign. So we started in middle school and ended in maybe soft, sophomore year of high school when we got other interests like boyfriends and girlfriends and, and video games, which took the place of our D&D group. I didn't start playing again until college. Yeah, college. And then stopped before moving here. Thoughts? Um, I just had a horrible vision of some little nerd drawing maps that are shaped like naked women. Uh, um, I mean, which would not be not no i mean i just well, you know what i mean like the, yeah, the like, two mountains with the path uh, beneath yes. and like oh god i, I don't they know so I, I think i still may have some somewhere they are terrible terrible like drawing like giant suns with what it would be a baby's face and giant red crab people yeah I mean, you didn't even like print out the South Park crap people. They actually probably wasn't that quite there yet. Was I don't it? think they were quite there at that point in '98, or maybe they were. No, I don't know. that's much later. later. Yeah, and '98. I think we still had dial-up. Oh, of course we did. So I mean, downloading downloading anything at that point was like do 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 do. Oh, I see a nipple. Do 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 do. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like trying to print out a map. I don't even think I had a printer back then. I don't think I had a printer back then. Like when I was writing reports, like book reports and stuff, that was all hand drawn. Like two hours of sitting at my dining room table, hand writing book reports. I mean, I'm just, I'm having nightmare flashbacks to the internet back then. It's, it was bad. Yeah, it was it, really, really bad. bad. So I, Honestly, there were probably a lot of D&D stuff out there that I had no idea about. I only knew I had original 80s DM uh, guide and I had an original 80s. Uh, Was that second edition? or Second edition. Okay. And an original 80s um, player's guide. No mm-hmm. monster guide. I just kind of made stuff up on the fly. Didn't care. Whatever was in pop culture at that time I took. And put it in the game. So if like we we're playing magic, I whatever magic cards that we liked, I would put them in the game. Which is funny now that magic is in D D. It was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. They were both I don't know if they were separated at that point. Was Wizards of both at that point? I don't remember. Um They may have been separate companies, I think. I think they were. I don't think they were under the same flagship at that point. I don't I don't know. I don't think so, because I think because that's before uh, Chris uh, Perkins went to work for them, and they were a totally different company before Wizards bought them out. So yeah, like Wizards, like Magic and Wizards D and D were totally different things. So let's jump forward a little bit to 2017. Okay. So 
three years ago. So like I said, I played all through high school, played up into college, but then stopped when I got other interests. 2017, I think, was the last campaign that I played all the way through. Like from start, there was a start, we, there was a finish. Besides that, I haven't played an entire campaign yet in my adult life that I've actually played in where I finished it. This was a year-long campaign. This was the one with Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. So I played a tabaxi gunslinger. Uh, and like I said, this is the only one I finished. Uh, he was adopted by a king, but he was a tabaxi, but the king was human and loved that character more than his own son. Of course, the son got jealous and usurped his father, uh, killing him uh, and banishing my character uh, from the land. I then spent a year in real time trying to get back to said land I was banished from to actually get revenge on my adopted father. This is totally giving me Lion King vibes. Very much so. And the funny thing is, it wasn't even me. This is the DM doing a lot of this kind of thing. Of course, at the end, we fi- I finally got there after a year of adventuring and all the stuff, killing Belrogs and and destroying a uh, a lich. Of- <laughs> I killed a Belrog with one shot. Lame. It was his fault. He gave me a gun that was too powerful, and he couldn't take it back. Lame. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a thing. If a DM makes a mistake by giving a party member something epic, it's kind of lame to take it back. I I know a story coming up later, so I'll leave those comments to myself. Okay. Okay. I mean, do you have one? Because please go forward. Uh, So, yeah, I go all the way, a year of playing. I get to the... Get to the kingdom to have my revenge, the, the revenge battle between, uh, like Prince John and, uh, myself. Uh, I kill him. I behead him because he knocks my guns away. So I like take a sword off the wall and have to like finesse a weapon because I'm not a swords person. Uh, I eventually slice his head off, but then do not take the crown. So I give the crown up. Because I'd rather just go out and adventure. He was just... The character was just coming back to get revenge on his adopted father. And he it was more about the chase of getting back for revenge than actually becoming king himself. And this is the last long campaign I've actually ever played in. Because like, we played in a lot of games. And like one shots, two shots, three shots. But I haven't... I've tried to start a couple... Or I've tried to play in a couple like longer game campaigns, but they've all ended. Now you said you may have had a story. No, um, more of a comment for a story coming okay. up. Okay, because I you told me about one of the stories. <laughs> yes, I, we'll get to that. That's the last one. Okay. So I mean, this one to me has like. Robin of Loxley, obviously. Very. You have Hamlet. You have... um, Our DM was very into, like, classic literature and, again, pop culture. Because every game, every game that you play in, your DM is going to bring in a little bit of nerdism and pop culture. And when you were telling the story, I really wanted to make quotes from The Lion King. Because it just seemed really apt. It was very scar-like, yeah. But... 
the I uncle. had to take Benadryl, and I'm just really out of it right now. So we're just going with it. That's fine. Hey, I mean, I mean, I never until you said something. I actually didn't make a correlation. Yeah. Because you're playing in it, you don't make these these connections with what the DM is trying to do sometimes. Now you're like, oh yeah, that's very Shakespearean. Yeah, I mean, the Lion funny. King is just Hamlet with Lion, cats. With cats. And I was Tabaxi. I, was, I think I was a rogue, of course. Uh, but yeah, there was kissing of like... You ro- playing a rogue? rogue. Oh, oh shocker. I know. That's my, that's my go-to. Hey, you know... <laughs> I wish you could see that, fair audience. I'm making obscene gestures as we, as we, we, we the Benadryl has taken him. I, I am so out of it right now. It's not even funny. And that's what makes for great content, audience. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to edit this tonight. I really don't. So this will be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And if we get a lot of listens on this, we'll have to do something. (laughs) Well, we talked about doing an episode where we were either drunk or high. Uh, Yeah, that's coming. Don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. This is just a precursor to that particular episode. This is a test. A test for later episodes. If If it goes well, we might just do that all the time. I mean, at this point, what do I have to lose? Right? I mean, weed's legal. Weed's legal, at least in this state. So we're going to go to the next year, 2018. This is when things get a little funky. So after that... Now, are we talking about funky like... Funky... Funky gym socks funky? Are we talking about like you left something in the back of the fridge funky? Uh, funky like... um, Funny funky? Weird funky? Weird funky? Take me to... Funky, Funky town. town. Right. We're already doing electric boogaloo, so might as well. So this is, we were playing in a Star Wars Savage Lands game. Never played that. It's actually a pretty good, I think it's a D6 system. Pretty sure it's a D6 system. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I played like a Han Solo smuggler character, but he was more like a, like a trucker than a smuggler who was addicted to uh, alcohol but it was his favorite alcohol was a chicken soup flavored alcohol called Schwiski. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> it was a chicken soup flavored alcohol. So if like, okay, uh, so I, I really thought the drugs were kicking in right now. No, like if Campbell's and I don't know, pick your poison when it comes to whiskey, had a love child in the star Wars universe. This is what it would be. And it was called Schwiski. I'm sorry. That's, absolutely disgusting (laughs) it is it is funky so he got a mission to go hijack a shipment of schwiski unbeknownst to him the dm had done it that the uh the shipment was contaminated with a mind controlling parasite and the my character had no idea he thought it was just a, a shipment of regular Schwiski. It's his favorite thing in the whole world. It's very like Zombieland looking for the the holy Twinkie. Like, oh, anytime there's Schwiski, he wants it. He couldn't resist himself. He failed whatever the resistance check was to not drink a bottle of it. He drinks it, gets the parasite in him, which is mind controlling and makes a illusion of another character 
later known as Shoulder Cowboy. Which, yes, Shoulder Cowboy, which started controlling his mind. So he could see the character through his own eyes, but nobody else could. So he he seemed like he was going insane. So it had a very kind of like aliens kind of feel to it being having a parasite in him. Well, the team finally gets the parasite out of my character, but it escapes by that point. <laughs> Somehow gets an exosuit and be- ends up becoming the bad guy of this campaign. Shoulder Cowboy becomes an actual villain who is still con- called Shoulder Cowboy. I just have this this image of... The thing bursting out of the guy's chest in Spaceballs. Hello, yeah, my baby. Hello, my ex- honey. It was ex- Hello, it's kind of like, it, it's basically like that, except for weirder and from the Star Wars universe, if there was anything like that. I'm sure there is. But I the mean, DM the DM w- came up with all of this. It's like a bad nightmare, like Dresden File li- nightmare mixed with Alien, mixed with Baby Yoda's diaper. Yeah, but he became the reoccurring villain. Like we, there were other villains and bigger like plot lines, but every session, Shoulder Cowboy, we had an incident with Shoulder Cowboy. That is the quintessential. The DM wanted to really fuck with you. Yes. So he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this the big bad evil guy." And yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you're going to make fun of my campaign or like, it's going to be one of those, you know, it's the chair from Matt Mercer. Yeah, the, the chair. chair joke. And he gets mad every single time at them. Like they can battle ancient red dragons, but have a hard time breaking down a door. Yeah, it's pretty much it. It's kind of like my character, like every campaign. Yeah, like you can't get through a door, but I can slay a Belrog. No problem, but can't pick a lock or check for traps or can slay a dragon. Take one d four door damage. <laughs> you run into a door. One d four bludgeoning damage. <laughs> the door closes on you. We didn't even get to finish this campaign. It ended like in the middle of it. So I have no idea what kind of came of it, but I know that I made a joke about it and then that became the running joke. And then the running joke became an actual NPC. The NPC became a villain, even though there were much important villains, apparently in, in, in this campaign, that one was the one that everybody wanted to go up against. It's Darth Parasite. Darth Parasite. Darth Cellulitis. Yeah, it's kind of going for. (laughs) Darth Cellulitis? I mean, I would like to finish that one, but it is a little, it's a little funny. It's, honestly, it didn't take itself seriously. That's always good. That's always good. It didn't take itself seriously, even though it was meant to be serious. Like, I think Randy was playing in that one at that time because we were at the second apartment, the one with the three three bedrooms is when that started. Okay. So I think Randy was playing in that game at the time. I think Monica was with us. I think so. I think. I don't remember. I think Ian was with us, too, at that point. I really don't remember. It was before my time. 
No, you were you were not playing with us, but you were hanging out with us at that point. Well, yeah, I was hanging yeah. out, but I but wasn't you, playing. But you were not in that circle of nerdum yet. 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 It was only a matter of time. Influencing your, your nerdism. So the last one I have is recently. Actually, this one comes from last week. I'm still pissed about this. Because... Even though I, I only planned a day in ahead for this one, it was good. It was really good. I'm coming, uh, a lot of you don't know, or if you follow me personally on Twitter, you know that I'm coming to the end of uh, my post-apocalyptic, futuristic uh, Taldori campaign. Uh, I got about maybe two or three more sessions to go. Uh, so this one, I was wrapping up a loop with one of my characters. Uh, she decided to come back to their home base, and she wanted to have a party with just random civilians off the street, maybe some like homeless people. I don't re- really remember uh, the kind of people that were there. But I had to make it interesting somehow, and I had to close her loop, uh, make her story kind of interesting without giving away some bigger plot lines. So I decided to bring in the Briarwoods because we're already in Taldore. That's a great arc. I made up a uh, a brother to the tel- uh, to the Briarwoods who had survived, and he wanted uh, revenge on Percy. Percy being the one of the only surviving members of Vox Machina still left in Taldore. Uh, no one knows why he has survived yet or why he's so old, because this is, of course, thousands of years in the future. Uh, but this particular vampire who was related to the Briarwoods wanted revenge on him for killing his brother and his sister-in-law. So he glimmered uh, the character and turned her into a vampire. So, of course, I'm bringing in a little Strahd into this, and because why not? We both, everybody loves vampires. He, at that point, forces her, or uh, I believe it is, uh, the spell is Compel, I believe, to go to Whitestone Manor to try to turn Percy himself into a vampire. Because in his eyes, what is the best uh, revenge is to turn his enemy into the one thing that he hates the most. So he compels the character to do his bidding, like any great Dracula character, sends her to the Whitestone Manor, and he, she gets almost into the bedroom before the other party members notice that she's not in the house anymore. They get some kind of, I forgot exactly what happened, but they, they figured out that she was heading to Whitestone Manor. And they follow her there just in time to stop her from biting Percy while he sleeps. So I just have the scene from Dracula Den loving it. Yes. Where Renfield goes and walks one way and then walks another. So lost him. And then they're like following him up mm-hmm. the to the chapel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly what I see. Yeah, it's pretty much what that is. Uh, not to know that they're in the beginning of this session. They find that there are two vampire hunters that have come to town uh, hearing that there are rumors of a vampire in Whitestone. They find out later that those two, two, two vampire hunters are con men. And once the battle starts, they kind of slink away with the money that Percy had given them to help fight this monstrous creature. 
So, ipso facto, they get into the battle with the, the main vampire. The two vampire hunters, who they find out later are con people, slink away. And I did a really good job. I found, like, this vampire online, the legendary vampire lord, with, like, a like 20 armor class and, like, 700 HP with legendary actions and mythic actions and all this. I was like, oh, this is going to be an awesome, epic battle. I got one of the characters down to 6 HP. Like, 6... That was... They got it because they got bitten and it was taking life from them and they couldn't get that life back until they took a long rest. So they were permanently at 6 HP and couldn't get any higher than that. And of course... I forgot that at some point I gave every single one of my characters or players in the game wishes. So they all four of them have wishes. Actually, no, excuse me. All three of them have wishes because the one that got turned into a vampire already used her wish to pay back taxes on their house. Which is such an adult thing to it use. It is a very it. adult thing to do in a fantasy game. Like, like I mean, you can, I owe you back can... taxes on this fantasy house. I have a wish. I wish to pay all my back taxes. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's totally fine. And it wasn't like all the back taxes for all time. She was just like, I just want to pay this year's back taxes. I was like, all right, cool. You're just going to owe next year's taxes. But yeah. So, he goes, well, I still have a wish. I wish the vampire away. And I'm like, I sit there going, God damn it. In my head, I go, I totally forgot they had wishes. I totally forgot they had wishes. Three of them still have wishes. He goes, yeah, um, I wish the vampire away. I'm like, okay, so you have to be very specific on the way you are going to word this. Because I made it, it came from like a jinn type creature and that but he warned them that they have to be very specific with said wish. Because, of course, as we know, getting wishes from a jinn, they're really out for themselves and they're hoping that you mess up the wish. So, no, they word it perfectly. The vampire disappears after 15 minutes of battling. 15 minutes when I was ready for like an all out drag out epic vampire battle no 15 minutes and he wishes the vampire away i'm still upset i know there are a lot of dms out there that are feeling this pain right now i know there are they forget that they've given their 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 party something or they forget that the party, one of the party members has an ability that can do something like banish or something of that nature. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to banish this creature. And you're like, son of a bitch. Like, come on. See, the funny thing about that is you wanted me to play the vampire. Oh, and then I didn't know that they did, were going to do this. Well, I know, but I'm that just so you. happy that, that I didn't decide to play it. Because then you would have 15 minutes for nothing. You would have came in and they were like, I wish him away. And you would have been like, that would have made me upset. I mean, I'm upset as the DM. As a player, I would have been like, well, well, damn. I get the first time playing in how long, and I wished away. Which would be my luck. Mm-hmm. Now, the sucky thing is, the way I made vampires in this particular Unintended? World, unintended. Uh, yes, pun unintended. Is 
that if you do not destroy host vampire that made you, you will stay a vampire forever. Mm-hmm. So she is still a vampire because he is in some other plane of existence. Because that's what they said. They wanted to wish him away to another plane of existence. They didn't say what plane of existence. They didn't know. They didn't care. They were just said that they wanted to wish him away to another plane of existence. And I was... I was... Outwardly, I was fine with it. Inwardly, I was screaming because I was like, wow, I did all this planning. And I was like, this is going to be awesome, at least for me, because I never, because at this point, I'm just like, if one of them dies, it's the end of the, it's the end of the campaign. I'm not trying to kill anybody, but stuff happens. There was a little part of me, a little part of me that was like, ooh, I got him down to six HP. That never happens. They kill all of my monsters and all my bad guys with ease. I'm like, even when I give them like 16 or 17 armor class and 500 HP. They are coming in swinging hot and kill them. I can never get off a, I can never get off a good like hit on them where it's like, oh, well, this is, this is going to get them. This time I got them and they were like, I wish it away. I was not happy whatsoever. I mean, I mean, here's the upside to it. At least they weren't, um, Gaining levels via experience points? No, I never do. I never do. Like, yeah. How many uh, experience points for the cabbage seller? I was just going to say, for the cabbage? <laughs> for the cabbage seller? Oh, no, 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 no. I want to go out to the cabbage seller. I attack the cabbages. Cabbage. Uh, for all these you don't know, that is from uh, a wonderful movie, uh, The Darkness Rising. How much for the farmer? <laughs> If you have not Fireball. Fireball. If you have not seen that movie yet, fair audience, we suggest going to 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 watching it. It is a great D and D movie. Uh, the uh, Dead Orpheus guys really do a great job. Uh, those are the stories that I have. I planned four big ones. Those are the ones that I could reach back in time and see. Especially this one, I had to talk about it. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still upset. Well, I mean, I'm not like. I'm I'm disappointed, is what it is. I'm disappointed. You're disappointed in yourself. I'm disappointed in myself that I couldn't remember that my party has awesome epic things that I had given them like three or four months ago when we stopped playing. Yeah, COVID kind of put a damper on all of that. Yeah, COVID put a little damper on playing uh, in person. As of recently, things have become a little less stringent. Uh, we are still, you know, practicing safe precautions and wiping down everything and yada 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 but we are all getting together again and playing and i'm i have another campaign here shortly that i'm going to be working on so i'm trying to wrap up this particular one uh there i don't want to i don't want to say too much as i think some of my players actually listen uh to our podcast so i don't want to let any uh particular plot Things slip, have them know, know it. Uh, but those are the stories that I have this week. Do you all have stories from your past of playing D&D or other TTRPGs? Give us a shout out over at our Twitter on uh, at OMidnightRoll. Or check out our, our, our website at uh, orderofthemidnightroller.com for other uh, 
articles on such as TTRPGs. And join us next week as we talk to Bender about his favorite oil to lube his gears. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OhMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.